Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Is Fox still trying to sell their wares? Maybe. Did the Infinity War change our lives? Absolutely. And is my favorite character from Runaways here in the studio today? Yes. This is Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. Excelsior to you, our merry Marvelites. This is a very, very special episode of Marvel Movie News. We are coming to you live from Los Angeles. Accurate and real. But also from Brentwood and Malibu. Because The Runaways is out, it is great. We didn't have enough time to talk about it last week, so we're making up for that in spades this week. Now... I'm going to introduce our guests, but first, I'm going to tell you, you can find us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News. You can find us on our website. You can find us at YouTube.com slash Popcorn Talk Network. You can find us on Twitter at Marvel News BTN or at the Popcorn Talk. You can find us on Facebook, which I finally found out the login to, so I'll be on there more at yeah. Facebook.com slash Marvel News Show. Follow us, like us, and if you tweet a link asking people to join us while we are live, Aunt Manthony in the booth will retweet you. How about them runaways? <laughs> oh my God, what a great show. I gotta say, can't wait to talk about it. So I am real hype because, as always, Markeia McCarty is joining us today. Yes, uh, M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. On Instagram and Twitter. No, no, on Instagram, yeah. Darth Thinmints. Uh, right? No, no, that's Snapchat. That's yeah, Snapchat. that's Snapchat. My Snapchat medias. is Darth She's ahead of the game. So is my Twitch. So, <laughs> but Darth Thinmints. I'm excited for this show because I have a character on this new show, The Runways, that I enjoy very much. He's a character in the books that I liked casually, but the man next to me made him more than just that character. And I gotta say, Ryan Sands... Thanks so much for joining us, man. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So stoked, dude. <laughs> I uh, we, I was sitting on Twitter last week, and out of nowhere, I get a tweet like, hey, thanks for the shout-out. And I, and I love when fans are like, hey, thanks for the shout-out. And then I was like, oh, I got Alex Mayer. I'm going to... Oh! <laughs> Exploded deleted for PG show. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited. I'm really digging the show, man. Uh, cool. Well, uh, first of all, likewise, I'm digging your show. That's Appreciate how I'm about that shout-out. Um, yeah, I'm a fan. I do that the smallest world. Like yeah, that was that was my do. first like Deadpool meta moment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> great job here. Um but yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. It's uh it's a lot of fun to to be a part of it. I'm enjoying it, you know. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, we we're we're carving out a whole chunk of the show today. Uh last week we wanted mm-hmm. to talk about it. We only had to watch one through three. Now mm-hmm. we've watched through five. So we're gonna talk about today's episode and all. We're gonna do that yes. near the end. But since it's mm-hmm. me leading a show and Marquis is here. We got to start with Black Panther. You know we do. I'm just, I'm being fair. You know this is happening. The legacy of Matt Key lives on. So, uh, what do you think of that new poster? I love it. Um, Because, you know, for any of the other space heads (laughs) like me that are like, oh, oh, we're in retrograde and we're really getting, you know, just kicked by retrograde. um, I kind of, I loved this poster had come out. It was like November 30th or, or whatnot. And it reminded me of how I feel with just like cosmic 
in general with your racing out of control and mm-hmm. you have to be like Black Panther on top of this racing car. This is an international poster uh, for our iTunes listeners. It's um, it's actually it's part of the car chase scene, you know, the first thing that we saw. And uh, he's just on this really cool sports car and he's raking it in with those vibranium uh, claws and he's holding on and you just feel really bad for possibly claw um, in that car. So... I it's love, so cool. I love the purple. I love the amount yes. of like purple they sprinkled in. Like I love that they're bringing that color forward. I love that it's not just Black Panther. Like it could just mm-hmm. be a matte black, but the 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 energy, the Marvel energy is so bright and colorful that I love they really accented the purple in the poster now. Yes, uh, and something that you notice with that is like with his actual suit is not the Black Panther suit that you saw in say Civil War or whatnot. It actually is uh, very reminiscent of the one that you see in the trailer, but not completely mm-hmm. of that. It is not that purple. It's kind of a mixture between the two of where it's Civil War and then also yeah. trailer Black Panther. And I'm just so excited. I love the idea of all of these different Black Panther suits. Well, because he's tech, part of a legacy. Sense. Like if right. the tech would evolve, yes. his suit would evolve. Um, I like. What did you think of that last trailer? The last Black Panther trailer. I loved it. I yes, loved you it. did. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, I'm counting down the days at this point <laughs> until until uh, it drops. Um, you know, it's black. The Black Panther has been one of my favorite characters for a long time. So it's it's really cool to see him uh, realized um, so amazingly mm-hmm. uh, the way they have now, and it's just so. Uh, the the design elements, you know, I I can geek out on that, like all of the little details, the intricacies of um of the costume, and like when I look at the costume, you kind of see the the purples come through. It, it reminds mm-hmm. me of of a lot of how artists have have uh, you know incorporated the blues and the purples and, and bringing yeah bring in when the his, black is too yeah, dark, you right. make the accent mm-hmm. colors, right. and yeah. So it's just really cool to see uh, this character come to life. They're doing such a such an amazing job in the world that they're creating. The world building is just bananas just from the trailer. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's the yeah. only trailer that when I'm in a theater, people always get hyped for. Right. You notice yeah. that? Like, oh, yeah. you watch a movie, you're like, oh, I've seen this trailer a hundred times. Black Panther comes on no matter what. As soon as that first base drops, everybody's like, oh, right, this is happening. <laughs> We're getting this soon, aren't we? Yeah. Because you feel it. Yeah. You feel it as a world. This is a mm. world with these fully developed characters. And you can tell this just from them flashing it on the screen. Yeah. It's like it has all of this history behind it. And even better yet, it's like Kugler has done it right. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you can tell tell that and and then just from the cast themselves Angela Bassett just from the cast themselves <laughs> <laughs> with um how they've talked about this movie how yeah. they reacted to the movie at like Comic-Con it's everybody's on board you know well, you just can't wait to me it looks like Lord of the Rings like to me it looks like the scope of it like as far yeah. as like the level of investment because Lord of the Rings I remember being a kid and just being like oh they made elf costumes and dwarf costumes and like when they just had all these different cultures and seeing this movie I'm like oh they've invested in everyone to a level that it's like it's next level and I just love that Marvel Mm -hmm. trusted Ryan Coogler after Creed changed like sports movies are so hard to get wrong but so many people do (laughs) and then Ryan Coogler like somehow made a great sports franchise next level up like how do you make a next Rocky without Stallone being the lead. Oh, you make Creed. Like, so I love that Marvel was like, let's take all of those pieces and make Black Panther. And they just, I think they killed it. I can't wait. So February. So now that we've talked about Black Panther, (laughs) which has to be done, um, (laughs) we've got some incredible news about Captain Marvel. We know scrolls are involved. We know that's what's happening. We know that that's going to be a big change for all of Marvel because scrolls can change what we know of everyone. I still think Black Widow is a scroll. And I think... <laughs> I think why? Nick Fury's a scroll. Have Nick you not Fury heard my theory? Is... No. 
At the end of Winter Soldier. The end of Winter Soldier, Black Widow goes, I'm going to hide away for a while. I've got some things I need to do. Disappears. She's back. Doesn't mention that. Doesn't allude to anything she'd done. Mm. And ever since Winter Soldier, she's been acting different. Ever since Winter Soldier, it's like, I love the Hulk now for some mm. reason. My hair's really different. My fighting style different. My acting's movie. a little Her different. Her hair changes. Well, she's, you know. But it's not just hair. It's my a, hair changes. acting style, fighting a... style, <laughs> writing choices. It feels like a different Black Widow. It feels like someone perhaps pretending to be Black Widow. I think mm. she's a scroll. It's I wow. think it has to be Nick Fury because it's just, well, this guy, you just can't kill <laughs> you can't kill him. He's been gone back. so long. He comes back as a scroll. It's like, well, that makes sense. You've been gone a while, guy. Yeah, it's like, okay. yeah. yeah but he... I'm just wondering for the Nick Fury, though. Have we ever seen the real Nick Fury? That's the thing. Because that that'd be fun in Captain Marvel because mm-hmm. Nick Fury is one of the co-leads. Right. So it'd be mm-hmm. interesting if they flash back to the '90s, which this is a '90s period piece, yeah. and all of a sudden we find out Nick Fury's not been our guy the whole time. That'd be. I mean, I'd love that storyline. Got to make sure the eye patches on the on the. Takes it off. It's been David Hasselhoff this whole time. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so the Not casting all. call they released for Captain Marvel is theoretically for scrolls because they're looking for an alpha female, 20 to 49, with fight experience, dance, or gymnastics preferred. Delta, a male, 20 to 49, must be over 6 feet tall, broad-shouldered, muscular, and another supporting male, 35 to 45, chiseled, cocky guy, large in stature, but not as big as Delta. Everyone's thinking that scrolls. I, I mean, they need them. That's the villain of the movie. That's what's happening. But yeah. how does this tie into Infinity War? That's what fascinates me mm. because this drops in between 3 and 4. So, right. do we well, find it out stuff? introduces scrolls into the universe. I right. mean, until our MCU mm-hmm. universe. Uh, and, yeah, we would kind of need that. Because then, let's say in Infinity War, they totally do something with that. So, let's say that Black Widow actually is a scroll. Mm-hmm. And we find that out when she's killed. Because she's going to be killed. Because everybody dies in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So That jaw then, comes out. She turns green. And the whole, like, oh. every non-comic fan goes, Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> Credits. Like, oh, you should have seen Captain Marvel, then you'd understand. No, but that's next. Oh, oh, so that's right. If they right d- after that's, it. That, oh, I want right, Captain right, Marvel right. to answer the fans' questions. Mm. Wouldn't that be amazing if everyone leaves the theater confused post credits and then yeah. Captain Marvel just yeah. explains an entire world of people going, Why was she green? Yeah, be right. like, wait, did everybody die or did some of them yeah. die? What happened? Was there was there the ooze? I right. know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What is this? That's my move. move. That's how I do it. I'd leave <laughs> the audience confused for six months and just be a horrible production. Uh, so they're also filming in Louisiana, which is great. Um, I love that Louisiana gets so much because of those tax breaks because Louisiana is like a rich, lust culture, and that shows on camera. Um, they're filming in an Air Force base. Obviously, Captain Marvel's a captain for a reason, yep. so that'll be brought into play. And that's about all we have for Captain Marvel. But with news like this, when this news starts to break, it tends to be like the snowball effect. Once we hear casting, once we hear location scouting, generally they're filming so we start to get more and more information. Like, Captain Marvel got announced way too early, in my opinion. Like, they were, they were like, <laughs> here's our slate for the next ten years. I'm like, don't do that. So now it's finally, like, here and we're catching up. Okay, um, well, one thing is, like, if these are scrolls, I mean, which scrolls would they be? I mean, obviously we can't have Super Scroll. You, right. you can't have Clert. Yet. yet we'll Not talk yet. we'll talk we'll get about to that story at we'll the end of the episode that. so i mean but you can have just about anything else and you know also except for princess anel mm-hmm. um everybody else i'd be okay with them making a scroll for like right. because they could because it's just basically a species that they're working with right mm-hmm. but they have to have the princess the princess and marvell who we have is jude law anyway so yeah as long as they have her 
then I'm cool with everything else. Because if you have her, then you get, um, what, Huckling? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulk, Hulkling. I can't talk. I do think they're Hulkling. calling Young Avengers next. Yeah. I think they're going You'll have uh, Teddy, so, yeah. and then, yeah, Wiccan. Just go down that route. It's, I mean, it's all right there. And, and I know that setting it up in the 90s, like having flashbacks and having scrolls in the 90s is going to be really fun. Like, I want to mm. hear some, like, like Pearl Jam and Nirvana and like that. Because the ni- <laughs> Third Eye Blind, dude, please. Third Eye Blind. <laughs> like, it's terrifying to me that, like, now 1 through 20 is a period piece. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those CDs are all, like, a really close to the oldies channel. And that was, that was a weird thing. Like, Runaways is the first show, and I was watching and I was like, oh, I'm an adult. Because I was like watching the parents and I was like, yeah, I get those choices. Oh, yeah, no. Right. Like, it was the first check, show right? where I was like actively like parents and like, yeah, those kids are young. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, your room but, is on loan yeah. in my house. Yeah. But if he's young, that means I'm. Yeah, exactly. That was the moment I was like, am I identifying with parents? Yeah. Oh, what happened? That's official. Yeah, it was the move. That was the first show. It was really funny. That was actually today's episode. We'll get to there. I'm, I'm leading in. I'm yes. excited. Um, I do want to say real quick that Ryan shared with us that uh, the reason why he became a fan of Marvel Movie News was actually our Inhumans critique. So, yeah. yeah, well, because we, we, uh, cool. we were talking pretty about cool Inhumans fact. in a way that was uh, versed in the comic knowledge. And I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of people, when they reviewed the Inhumans, were coming from a place of just fans of television. So when they were talking about Inhumans, they were like, I don't like it because TV problem. Whereas we were like, we don't like it because they shaved her hair with a pair of regular clippers. <laughs> uh, or did they treat their powers like it's yeah. a problem to be gotten away with to, so that they can get to storylines. So but, it, it, makes, yeah. uh, it makes us happy that you guys uh, can even appreciate when things aren't all Humphrey Dory. Because if things are all good, then nothing's bad. And if nothing's bad, then nothing's really good by way of taste. Um, but <laughs> speaking of taste, Ant-Man and the Wasp seems to have great taste. Mm. They are making it the first rom-com in the MCU, and to me, that's a stroke of genius. Yeah, uh, I like it. We're due. It's one of the few genres we haven't dove in fully. Mm-hmm. It is a female and male lead. It makes sense that it's called Ant Man and the Wasp. But if they make it a love story, why not make it a rom com? Because you got Paul Rudd. You don't waste the Paul Rudd. Right. <laughs> and there's that. He's just he's spunky and he's he's got that that look. You know that that, that hasn't aged in twenty years. Look, so, so <laughs> just like that. But he's got that rom com look. I yeah, mean, that charm. Yeah, that effortless charm. <laughs> he's innately Paul Rudd all the time. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. since clueless. He hasn't aged and he hasn't lost anything. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's a great move. And Evangeline Lilly has come out saying that it reminds her of Lost. Now, I'm sure you guys are Lost fans. Most of the world's Lost fans. I've uh, never watched it. Wow. It's, yeah. It, I'm I, that one person. <laughs> that one percent. I've heard a lot about it, though, so I, I appreciate the passion. So I feel like TV, uh, like our current state of TV, there's different phases, right? Like different mm-hmm. seasons is how I refer to TV stuff. So season one of like the transformation to superhero stuff, I think, was like Daredevil. Uh, I think it was early Agents of Shield, all that stuff. Season two, I feel like, is when we first got, like, Inhumans, Gifted, Legion, all that stuff. We're going into season three, I feel like, with Punisher, with Runaways, with all these new things. I feel like Lost was season one, Sopranos was season two, Breaking Bad was season three. I feel like that's the transformation of television. Nice analogy. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I feel like Lost doesn't get enough credit for being like, hey, TV can be banana sandwich. So, she said, uh, in speaking of Lost, the, the parallel, um... When I heard about Infinity War in the direction they were heading, I did have this moment of realizing, oh wow, there's a bit of deja vu for me with the Lost franchise. We are hitting that Lost Season 4 space where everything's about to shift and you're about to lose the solid ground underneath you. Ant-Man and the Wasp, of course, will play a part in that. So, everyone dies. Everyone dies. (laughs) I'm just preparing you. Everyone dies. And she also mentions the color of the new phase can clearly be seen emerging in Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Thor Ragnarok. It's just more and more colorful, more playful, heightened reality that we're going to enter Thor was insane. So if they're escalating from that ground 
and mm. from the Guardian's ground, I'm fascinated by... This is obviously going to be microverse. So if they're yeah. allowing that level of insanity, this sounds like Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be full tilt crazy. I hope they go, like, super bananas with microverse. Mm -hmm. I really hope they do. I don't want it to be a small version of what we see. No, no. I want it to be, like, that super bonus level that you get on, you know, a video game or, like... um, uh, all of a sudden, you're in the realm that's like um, um Holtevold boyfriend, which is a it's a dating simulator for pigeons. Uh, wow. It's on it's a well, video game so it's really good. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I just I want it to be out there. Yeah, I don't want it to be just this in a small size. Have you seen Rango? Uh, yeah. I know Rango's Rango. like a hidden gem for me. I think yeah. Rango's like one of my favorite like weird. I it's want like it to be like Rango, where it's our reality, but it's also like what. Yeah. <laughs> Throughout. Because microverse, you know, you can make stuff that's normal for us, the everything. Yeah, yeah. The freedom is there to just to just go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, especially and, and I think it I think it, it is leading that way, especially if, if we're we're talking about Thor. I mean, the world like that love letter to to Kirby that mm-hmm. we saw come to Aww. life um on screen, like all of that color and just yeah. all of those little details that it'll probably take like five viewings of that movie to really take right, in. Right. Um <laughs> I mean, it's it's all there, and to see those, like, imagine that, and imagine all that mind blowing stuff that we saw in Doctor Strange, um, just those, you know, just just that that world, just everything moving, everything being turned on its head. Like, yeah, the microverse should should encompass all of that mm-hmm. sort of kind of stuff. And I think the escalation of stakes, uh, you have to earn it as mm-hmm. an audience. Like, mm-hmm. there was a time when we we X Men had to be in leather because we were like, whoa, it's crazy. We They're superheroes. <laughs> and then like by the time we got to Crossbones, fifteen years later, it was like this guy's in a full mech suit. And we're like, that's on the street, totally buying it. Right. Like right. we've now gotten five years past that, where I think. Not only is it escalating because of our, our, our acceptance, but it's also exponential because these movies are coming out so fast and audiences mm-hmm. want more and more and more. The microverse can be full Kirby, right. full Simon yeah. full and insanity. they can even play with time in it. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know what happens to time once you get that small. Yeah, the Doctor Strange bit at the end was so much fun. There right. you go. Like yeah. the, the him yeah. coming yeah. back and back and back. Mm-hmm. So I really hope that as insane as this sounds, like the way she's describing it, which is this is arguably the most we've heard about the tone is, is what she's right. saying. So that plus, you know, the option of a rom-com. I'd love to see a rom-com that takes place in an insane dreamscape. So like, that sounds fun. That kind of sounds like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when they were on Ego's Planet, where it's just yeah. like this heightened sense of reality mm-hmm. with theirs. Terry like, Gilliam made a planet. And the notebook. I want that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Let's get Monty Python and bandits in here in time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Aunt Anthony, have we had any uh, luck with that YouTube situation? Okay, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna move on to our next story and let me know if we have because we uh, we potentially have a surprise for the Marvel Lights. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, Marquia's favorite Netflix show, Iron Fist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that now, now that's canon. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Key confirms from Geek and Sundry that Marquia loved Iron Fist. Oh, wow. Um, Alice Eve has joined season two. Alice Eve of Star Trek Into Darkness, The Raven and Black Mirror fame, is the latest to join the cast of Iron Fist. She is uh, currently playing a secret character. What's fascinating to me about Alice Eve is that she was Emma Frost for a hot second. Uh, Alice Eve was... Oh, what? She was cast as... I don't know if you guys... She was cast as Emma Frost, and then when a lot of stuff changed, and all of a sudden, like, she did, like, three days on... It was a whole whole thing. So Alice Eve was almost our... Which is crazy. So her being back in the Marvel Universe makes me really excited. I love Alice Eve. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is a really good get for Iron Fist. I think she's really talented. I think she has a comic book look yeah. that will really translate to what Iron Fist needs to do going into season two. Okay. Um, well, it all depends on what angle they go with it. Yeah, absolutely. a number of different characters that she could be 
Yeah, I, you know, I mean, yeah, depending on depending on what they would do. Oh, there's there's literally so many characters. Well, I, I love that Iron Fist, uh, the book right now, the Iron Fist comic is great. Mm-hmm. Iron Fist is going through like the classic kung fu, like yeah. tournaments and rituals and all these things. And, and Marvel's done right. a really good job finding what the best of the comics is and really pulling from that. So if the books are any indication, this is a good sign. And if they're bringing in actresses as talented as Alice Eve, then hopefully the, the material's good. Yeah, it makes me hope that they go into, um, like they dwell into mortal weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. we already got the Bride of Nine spiders, you know, that we had that previously in the first season but i mean if we really go into you know dwelling to that we get fat cobra i mean yeah <laughs> we could we could have just about anything i mean mm-hmm. and depending with her i mean i mean they could go serpent society with it i mean she could she could do diamondback um yep. rachel layton she could do that and then if we get that we would get um bad girls inc so you know we'd have uh, her, her asp and um uh, oh, Black Mamba. <laughs> oh, well, her, her asp and Black, Black Mamba. Tangent. That. A new report in the hashtag show states there'll be another Marvel comic villain appearing in the show, and she's a freelance covert operative. Tanya has carried out many high-level missions, a chameleon adept at playing roles. Tanya inhabits the part that best fits the mission, which sounds like Black Mamba, or maybe Lady Gorgon. I, well, if it's Lady Gorgon, I hope that they'll stay more true to the comics mm-hmm. and with the casting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, but if it's Black Mamba, that's uh, that could be a bit more open with things. And then and then if we did Black Mamba, we could get um, Rexon Oil and you yeah. could get um, Hugh Jones with that. Well, and they've, they've mentioned Crown. Rexon mm-hmm. before. They've mentioned like that world building. They've done all that. Okay, then we're, we're getting Black Mamba then. I decided. Well, because Daredevil, <laughs> Daredevil led into Roxxon. They led into mm-hmm. like that being part of what caused the problem. And uh, I still want Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to come out of it. Because you guys know that was canon? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love yeah. that yeah, fact so that much. In my, in my Easter egg. That's like one video. of my favorite world canon moments. Like the fact mm-hmm. that Turtles started from a Daredevil. Like that's insane. Yes. Uh, so I, I think the, that... The foot. The hand and the foot. Yeah, that's like just... How did we not see that as kids? And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, was it that simple this whole time? <laughs> uh, so those are the rumors for the villains. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, we're going to lead into New Mutants while we wait on Am Anthony to see if we have any luck up there. Uh, they released a new poster, and it looks like a horror movie. Wow, I haven't seen it. It is straight Freddy Cougar, mm-hmm. and I love it. For our iTunes people, uh, and, and you know, flashback to Nightmare on Elm Street. It's yeah, that Nightmare on Elm Street meets Star Wars. Kind of <laughs> you thing. see carbonite here. I see carbonite. <laughs> yeah. oh. I see a bunch of people oh, trapped funny. in carbonite, uh, and it's you know that gray cast with these screaming faces. I see the frighteners. I see Michael J. Fox. The frighteners. Nice. I see frighteners here when I look at that. And then like scratched on top of it in like neon yellow, the New Mutants. Yeah, it, like to me, if I was any sort of like regular not comic fan, I would be like, that's not an X Men. Like, there's no part of this that feels like a comic right. movie, which is cool. Yeah. Um, to have all of these properties coming out, and you know, we we talked about it earlier, but to have each of these properties, yeah, okay, you if you wanted to be reductive, yeah, just, they're just all superhero movies, right? Mm-hmm. They're all based on comic book um, characters who wear costumes, but you can have a horror movie, you can have a, a space opera, you can have a like seventies espionage thriller, yeah. you can have a rom com. You could have, you know, the the first Ant Man, you know, uh, a heist movie in yeah. a lot of respects. Mm-hmm. So there's so many ways that that you can do something different under this umbrella, under this giant. Right. Because it, yeah. it's at the end of the day, most movies are just the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Like most movies are just mm-hmm. Campbell. You know, right, like that's. Right. But people don't critique that. They critique it because this gives them a button to push. Like comic movie. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what they've done so well, like the the studios that are investing in the good characters, is reaching out to making it 
as diverse as possible. Yeah. And and I think New Mutants is going to be as far from anything as we've seen so far because of how X-Men, Logan, and Deadpool really right. showed what they could mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, Deadpool shouldn't have gotten made. But it did. And, like, <laughs> it Logan, did. And Logan got made because Hugh Jackman was like, I'll work for free. Like, you know what I mean? He took a giant pay cut. They took yeah. a giant risk. They made a full Western hard R and, like, I think New Mutants is, is, exists because of that. I think audiences showed, if we keep voting with our dollars, we keep getting good things. Mm-hmm. If we keep saying, hey, we're not going to pay for drivel, then we get stuff like New Mutants. And that's, I'm really, I'm just so happy that exists. Yeah, it's like a, the bar has been raised. The, a the few bar times. Is so, yes, the bar is so high up. And, and yes, it's the cross genre that mm-hmm. has really gotten to it. And I love that you were, like, reeling off those genres. Because then all I could think of were uh, other characters I would love to see. Like, I want to see a Tarantino-esque uh, next wave or Tarantino yeah. spectrum <laughs> after you know? Star Trek apparently mm-hmm. he's doing just, Star Trek first which is crazy wow it's Tarantino's nuts. doing a Star Trek movie got announced this morning wow. Tarantino and JJ are teaming up for Star Trek so that's gonna be the most violent Trek in existence <laughs> <laughs> a lot of red shirts guys they're coming um, what I think is crazy is is not only is New Mutants a horror movie but we we had Blade which I think doesn't get enough credit for starting the superhero wave um a lot of people didn't know that was a comic movie when it came right. out. People just thought it was a vampire horror movie. So it's kind of cool that we're cycling back to like where it started because I think Blade and like New Line and all that really allowed X-Men to exist, really right. allowed Spider-Man. So it's cool that we're going full circle back to werewolves and uh, vampires because mm-hmm. Morbius is in Spider-Man now and all this stuff. So I think there's some cool synchronicity in that. Um, and we are going to briefly talk about our sponsor before we move on to the stuff I've been rushing to. Um, <laughs> Blue Apron is glorious. Blue Apron is a fantastic program wherein they have locally sourced food, they deliver to you, and they do it in the most easy to possibly... You can't mess it up. They are they are Ikea instructions of food. You, you do this, they do this. <laughs> Ikea instructions? You said Ikea instructions? Ikea is so easy. I, not for me. Really? Isn't it? <laughs> Ikea is just like you have two prongs, you put the two prongs in. They don't really no, extra. No, I'm no. calling you the next time. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> say like, I have to call people special to come put the bed together. It's oh, like, you got a Bjork? Hold on. I know the Bjork. It's page seven. You just move that over. No, but like you have you have all the pieces, no extras. You have you have literally okay. the most streamlined. So I, I'm all thrown <laughs> off because I'm like, is Ikea hard? Have I been this weird idiot savant with Ikea my whole life? Um, So you get two people on a meal plan, and they send you enough for two, and just two. And usually meals take about 45 minutes total with prep. It's in, it's out, it's locally sourced food, it's good food. And the best part is, it is food you wouldn't normally know how to make. Like, I don't know how to make certain, like garlic grazed ham cutlets like these are food yeah. it's not like mac and cheese like yeah, it's like good. i didn't know how to make pharaoh until i had yeah. no apron and now pharaoh's like i have that maybe two times a week yeah like lemongrass is my jam and i would never have gone to like whole foods and been like oh yes lemongrass yes. I need to- oh locally sourced you said yes so like lemongrass is not part of my regular yeah. blue apron introduced me to heirloom grains so yeah it's just so blue apron as you can tell we actually are fans of they don't just keep our lights on uh they are an incredible company and through us they are treating Marvel Movie News fans with $30 of free food and free shipping. So if you go to blueapron.com slash Marvel and check out and type in Marvel as the code, you get 30 bucks off and free shipping. And it's really, there's no losing there. And what I've done a few times is like if my girlfriend's out of town or if I'm just really busy, I make it for two and then I share it with like there's homeless people in my neighborhood and I just like eat it with them. And I've learned so much. Like if you give someone a meal and you actually share the meal and you can tell it's homemade, you can learn more about a person than any other way. It's like Thanksgiving every time Blue Apron comes to my house. So I really appreciate that I don't feel weird about doing it because I'm learning and I'm sharing and it's a really cool experience and if you want, that's a thing you can do. And Blue Apron's been really kind to us and they're rad. And right now they're uh, featuring... Baked tilapia with creamy kale, sheet pan roasted pork, 
chili butter steaks, and creamy tomato pasta that all look dope, and now I'm hungry. So, wow, chili butter steaks. Right? So thank you, Blue Apron. You've been dope. Um, <laughs> the big stories. Yeah. Oh, did you did you do the link for them? Blueapron.com slash marble. Awesome. Oh, it's in there. It's awesome. there with zeal. Yeah. I want to talk Runaways. Yes. Such news to get to Runaways. All good news, by the way. I'm not upset at any of the news, but Runaways, that show's great, man. Thank you. Yeah. Like consistently paced, acted. It's hitting everything that it needs to hit. I want something as a reader of Runaways. I know that you're a reader of Runaways. I know he's a reader of Runaways. Everyone says, um, with it, they're really playing a really nice homage to the actual things stuff. And but the differences that are done that they've been embraced in a way. Like for instance, um, you know, earlier before Runaways came out, uh, they said that they would not have um, Nico cutting herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just you know that's not something they wanted to put on there. So instead of that, and it's just one word of dialogue. Whenever she activates the staff, she goes "ow" yeah. mm-hmm. because the staff is pricking her finger. That's so it's checking for that dynasty and her blood. And I'm like, yes, that is how you do that. And she's plenty dark. Like it's not mm-hmm. like we lost that edge. Like mm-hmm. she's got she's plenty edgy. of like she's you know. Edgy. And and the all the kids play it so well. Like, uh, like everyone on the show embodies these characters in a way that, like, when that first uh, that first teaser came out and they, like, lined it up and they yeah. made it look just like the cover, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, they not only read the comics, they brought them to set. Like, they, they were like, <laughs> this is what we're making. And what I really appreciate about the show is how much it takes away the stuff that felt like... Um, part of the time period mm-hmm. like a lot of the stuff the references feel a little dated now because yeah. it was written and, and like that's what comics are like they're a piece of the time this show feels like a timeless version of this and you invest in the characters more because of the medium right. like we never got to really know your character in the books nearly as well mm-hmm. uh, and, and so how did you dive into that when you got the source material like what was your process well you know I I didn't read The Runaways when um, it first came out okay I was familiar with it, you know, because it, it, um, I really, I wasn't really reading as many comics like into the nineties. Okay. Um, and I didn't really come back uh, to reading them regularly until like, um, Oh nine, Oh eight. And then I was just doing a lot of playing catch up yeah. and revisiting a lot of things like from my old collection that I didn't have anymore. Um, so when I got the audition, I knew exactly where to go, you know, kind of based on the breakdown of the characters. Right. Even though the names were different, I think um, the character I was auditioning for was like um, Gregory Williams or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. not Jeffrey Wilder. But you know, once I, I kind of saw the breakdown of the parents and the kids, I'm like, wait, 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 that's that sounds like the Runaways. Yeah. So then when I went, um, I just I went through like the whole volume, volume one in a night. Yeah, it's a real page. Yeah, chart. yeah. You can, you can just go right through it. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't intend to do right. that. I just, I just kind of wanted to. I really, and and as an actor, you don't really want to uh, just. For me, I didn't want to go and read this thing and then to base my character off of, um, you know what what Brian K. Vaughn did um, mm-hmm. so much. You know, I wanted to familiarize myself with it and then interpret the audition material. In a in a natural organic way, but I got sucked in, yeah. and I just you know I read everything, and then I had to kind of go back and deprogram and say, all right, all right, how is this Jeffrey? Um, how does he sound to me? How does he feel? How does he move? And I still wasn't um, prepared for what I would be doing <laughs> yeah. because I mean, really, once you 
turn start you turn a few pages and Jeffrey's stabbing a girl. I mean, yeah, kind of, quick. No, he's uh, he he flips it. He yeah, comes, yeah, he flips it real quick. Yeah, well, and that's what I think the show's doing really well is is no one is mustache twirly, right? Like, and yes. no right. one is. And I love mm-hmm. the Runaways, and this does not like Brian K. Vaughn is one of the best comic writers of mm-hmm. all time. This is not discounting the work here, but I love that they're expanding on that in a way that feels natural because at no point do I ever feel like anyone is as bad as at points I felt like they were as bad Mm. in the book because you guys just have more time to to play with that putty and even like in the beginning when I thought uh, Marsters was like a little mustache really by episode 4 you're like Fine, he's redeemed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hanging out with his son, what a great guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm liking the balance because, like, mm-hmm. your character, like, from, from the comic books, like, for me, Jeffrey Wilder was, he was their big bad. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that's just what it was. And there's a there's a time travel aspect in it. And they're like, comic books, oh, they're crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and everything like that where he actually comes. Okay, so we're not going to go down that route. But, um, <laughs> but with, with your character, with how it is in Runaways, the TV show, I like that. It's you're a villain, but you're not a villain. Right. You're not villainous. It's like there's just that there's these levels of good and bad. Yeah. Where it's like um it's it's actually very fleshed out because all of us have this character inside of us where it's like, yes, we can do pretty bad things, but for really good reasons. Right. And that's something that I'm really looking forward to, that reveal when it comes to runaways. I need to know this reason mm-hmm. because I know what it is in the comic right. books. So but I'm you know, I'm looking forward to when they bring us that, you know, during this arc for the first season. I feel like this is the most, as a comic fan, we've gotten to see uh, an evolution from the book while being surprised. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, there's no moment where I'm like, oh, that's going to happen. Yeah. Like, the, the scene with you and, and your boy back in prison following the episode before where it's you on the streets those two scenes obviously couldn't live in this medium because it was a different kind of story but those two scenes were two of my favorite scenes because i felt like i already knew him from the book Mm -hmm. like i feel like i'm invested in two different ways yeah and and you as an actor how did that feel reading the 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 script basically how did it feel going from sides to sides it was um it was a very pleasant surprise because uh, the audition material, we didn't, uh, you know, I didn't get a lot of, of the where the where we would be going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't realize that Jeffrey was going to be as fleshed out, that really all of the pride were going to be as, as fleshed out as we were. Um, I was expecting to just play a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> and that would that would have been fun for me. Um, that's that's that would have been new for me. Yeah. Um, but to play a guy that has to do bad things. Because of the decisions he made, and ultimately he has to continue to do them because he loves his family and yeah. wants to protect his family, and and that is so much more interesting to play and and challenging to play, and um, so yeah, it was it was really cool to kind of get these scripts in and, and you're figuring out, oh wow, this is who this guy is. Yeah. Um, one of my questions was um, to to know where Jeffrey came from. Jeffrey wears a lot of nice clothes, you know, and and. I remember asking our showrunners, you know, is uh, is the wardrobe, is that a costume or is this who he is? Oh, that's Ooh. a great question. And nice. so they're like, no, this is who he is. This is, is the Jeffrey Wilder um, that we see. This is who he's trying to be. He's trying to distance himself from that past. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sweet. Okay. So this is a, a coat of armor for him. This yeah. is this is something to show himself that he's gotten out of that. Right. Yeah. Right. This is yeah. this is that ten minutes in the morning in the mirror where mm-hmm. you're like trying to adjust. I'm not this guy anymore. Exactly. Right. It's so interesting because you know you think the runaways, you think it's the kids, but it's yeah. also the parents as well. They're mm. run- you, your character Jeffrey. He's running away from his past, and so he doesn't want to necessarily do those bad things. And he even questions himself, or he even says, 
killing is still killing. And, you right. know, when we saw Destiny being sacrificed, you know, he seemed the most sympathetic out of everyone, mm-hmm. even Catherine, you know, and Jeffrey to me in the comics was so one dimensional and so mm-hmm. cool seeing you sympathetic and so sensitive. And I actually have a question from the chat. Langley M. Neely asks, um, how much of the sensitivity and humanity was put into the script or did you bring that yourself? Um, it was, it was there, it was in the script okay. and, and through conversations, you know, we kind of found the, the right levels to, to, to bring. Um, because if, if Jeffrey is, is overly, uh, we don't want him overly sympathetic and, yeah. and mm-hmm. overly, you know, because then, then it's a bigger problem in the room and in that pride, um, there's a different conversation in those pride meetings, you know, like, yeah. dude, yeah. what's up? <laughs> We've well, all sacrificed. Uh, are you the next sacrifice? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, man, you used to be kingpin. Yeah. So it was really cool to kind of, you know, figure out where is he? Why does he feel the way he feels? And, and, uh, what in episode two, you know, um, I think Jeffrey says, Hey, these kids, they're the age that, that our kids are now. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is, this isn't cool. Like, you know, I get that that we have to do this thing, but I'm not happy. You know, Jeffrey's mm-hmm. not happy about that, um, and uh, so it's it's a it's a really really cool aspect of the of the character to play. One of my favorite moments uh, was in this most recent episode. Is is you uh, when you embody Jeffrey, you have this this thing where you actually look more like how uh, Adrian drew the character. Yeah. There's a certain scowl and there's yeah. a certain like face grimace yeah. that is just like I'm doing stuff I don't want, and here I am. But yeah, when the shoulders like pop out, yeah, there's definitely like a full physical like yeah. I'm in this. But when Alex like actually cuts you to your core in his bedroom in the scene where he's like, "All right, I'll stay in the guest house," like that's it, like I'm out. Like when you when he finally breaks and you finally break, that's one of the few times we see that like facade crumble. Yeah, and that was a really cool moment to see an actor playing a side of the character that we literally never saw drawn. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that like the medium that Hulu's allowed this to be this full 10 episodes, this fully fleshed out, uh, that's really special. And and mm-hmm. when you were reading the original sides, did you anticipate that, uh, coming to, to fruition or were you just hoping that they'd let you like, did you know what I mean? No, I didn't, I didn't anticipate it at all. Um, and I was, uh, you know, I, I think, I didn't have a lot of expectations going into it. And and really, I, I just, I thought I was going to be the Jeffrey, for the most part, in, in the, the, the comics, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so to have, like, that scene in particular, it was really cool getting ready for that scene. And it's, it's just, um, sidebar, we got a great cast. I oh, love, that cast I love is working great. With, yeah. I love working with... with um, with the the entire cast, our entire huge cast, yeah. but um, <laughs> you know, Renzi is um, Renzi who plays uh, Alex Wilder. Um, Renzi's a lot of fun to work with, and and so we, we were talking about about this scene and this moment, and um, I you know I didn't want to be like uh, like extra violent toward mm-hmm. Alex, but I was thinking all this stuff that Jeffrey has been dealing with. Um, the fact that he's been going through these sacrifices all these years and the stakes just keep getting amped up and he's having a hard time figuring out how he feels about that and his place in the pride and but he knows he can't stop trying to keep his past his past and and not really going and 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 just taking Darius out but yeah, trying yeah. to handle it then having to revert back to that past 
Yeah. yeah. And then his son's like, yeah, you're you're a bad, and then bad home, guy. And like, then your safe place is what? your safe place. You it's realize like... all this stuff I've been doing for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah and, so... then, and then there's that guilt. Yeah. yeah. Guilt, too. Yeah. And that's yeah. the level of runaways that I, I wasn't anticipating. I, I expected, like, because it's a great trope. Like, mm-hmm. parents as the villains is how runaways sold. Like, right. I remember being like, what a great idea. But with the show, it takes that and turns it on its head because they're not anywhere near what you'd expect to feel as a kid and that now and i was saying like was the first show that i've been like oh identify with the parents i think that's like the writing the acting there's so much to it because Mm -hmm. there's no one that you really don't like and it's a huge cast like there's no one you and you got a dinosaur (laughs) and a a dinosaur (laughs) yeah i mean um uh, I very much appreciate uh, Jeffrey Wilder, what you bring to it. My favorite is uh, Tina Minoro, though. I like, uh, I believe, as Elizabeth. Uh, Brittany. Ta- uh, Brittany Tashibashi? Ishibashi. Ishibashi, thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, yeah, I just feel like she's so she's so put together, and she's just going to have a carry moment, and I can't wait for it, yeah. where it's like, things will explode. <laughs> it's going to happen, yeah. She's, she's been voted uh, the cast, the, the Pride member, least like her character. Oh yeah, oh. Brittany is Brittany <laughs> such a sweetheart, and she's she's funny, you know. And, and we have this thing where you know Jeffrey's always like looking at Tina, like, mm, this is <laughs> and so yeah. Once we you know once, once we call a cut, she's just like, mm. <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, so we we have fun with that on uh, on social media from time to time. But uh, that's like, funny. I don't trust. I don't trust that Tina. <laughs> What's it like working on a show with, like, say, like, like Hulu and the pace, and that it's based on a comic versus versus like The Wire? Like, what's mm-hmm. what's the difference, like, on set, like, going from something as serious and and I, and I'd give Wire also also like lost credit that season one changing mm-hmm. TV, like that's a iconic Huge. piece of TV it history. Is iconic, yes. And I think that this comic age is going to be when we look back, it's going to be like the westerns. Yeah. We're going to look back yeah. at the two thousands as like remember that time when everything was awesome <laughs> and colorful. What what's it like on set? What's the difference between like the wire and runaways? You know what's funny? It's it's not as different as you might think because I, I had a lot of fun on the wire. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was so heavy, you know, and, <laughs> and, and serious. But I laughed a lot, you know. Yeah, I had, I had a you know worked a lot with um with uh, uh, Seth Gilliam, uh, Father Gabriel on yeah, uh, yeah. Um, The Walking Dead, and and. Another uh, wire actor that that uh, uh, made the the Marvel transition. Idris Elba. Well, Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> never never worked with Idris, but um, James Dominic, Bond man, Dominic Lombardozzi. Oh um, yeah, who's, who's uh, the Kingpin's? Yeah, wow. yeah, uh, Mr. Nice. Fisk. Nice. Um, and and uh, my partner uh, Benjamin Bush. You know, we we just you know we go from this you know this this scene you know and and you know. Dealing with some really heavy um, subject matter, and then when they call cut, and we're you know laughing and joking and, and good, you know, good, goofing, good. Uh, keeping mm-hmm. it light, and there's a lot of that on, on this set as well. You know, we oh, have a lot nice. of fun. We have a lot of fun. You got to watch out for Kevin Weissman. He's 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 a, <laughs> he's a troublemaker, but um, yeah, he's uh, we 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 just have a lot of fun. And and the cool thing is that um, there's excitement about these episodes and about what we're doing. Yeah. You know, when we're we're working on uh, episode 106, you know, and, and somebody would be like, hey, uh, 108's available. And everybody grabs their Aww. phone and we're reading. And, and oh, yeah, guess what you That's did? That's you know? awesome, man. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool, cool. environment to, to work in. That's great. That's good to hear. Yeah. I mean, that makes me happy. And I, I mean, I've worked on sets where like 16 hour days feel like four years and I've worked yeah. on sets where 12 hour days are like, mm. oh, we're done. Yeah. Like it just, it, it really is like who's on set and the crew and the cast and working with different directors per episode, but keeping the tone the same yeah. and like all that, like TV is such a different animal. And yeah. it's, I can't imagine someone coming into this and being like, oh, we've made this amazing universe. I've got this amazing cast. 
I got to keep it the same, but it's got to feel different. Yeah. Oh, this is the, I can't begin to imagine. So going from something like the wire to this, that's different universes, but it's good to hear that it's just as fun. Yeah. Well, it, it and it, it definitely helped uh, working on a show where you do have the different directors that come in yeah. every episode. You have mm-hmm. the different styles, you know, they, they communicate differently. They shoot differently, different speeds. Um, so now that and and again it's such a big like whenever the all the pride is together, you, <laughs> you know insane. okay yeah. his dialogue, her dialogue, his dialogue, his reaction, her reaction. Eighteen cameras yeah. go. Yeah. And then once we're like, oh, then we got some the effects in this shot. Okay, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be here for a while. Yeah, yeah. But, pull out uh, that huge Knights of the Round Table. Yes, table. Yeah. yes, yes. But it, yeah, it's, it it definitely having that experience on the wire definitely prepared me for for this, you know. And you, and you just what's cool again, we all get along, so it's a it's a good, um, easygoing environment. So the all of, we've had great directors have all kind of come in and just got it, and we've we've established a flow from from That's the great. Job. Yeah, hell yeah. Nice. Uh, I have one more question. I want to let you make sure. Uh, how's working with Lace? Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Okay. We, we need to know. I gotta we know. Need to know about old lace. I don't get to work I with mean, dinosaurs often is, in my work. Is so, she uh... like a prima donna? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't look her in the eye. <laughs> you know, you can't touch her her green uh, gummy bears. First team, man. First team. There's always yeah. a, with one diva in first yeah. team. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Um, so you know, for people that don't know, green um, old lace is is a combination of a practical. Uh, puppet and VFX, and uh, that that practical puppet caught me off guard one night, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't cool <laughs> at all. But it, I wasn't anticipating it. Um, we were we were rehearsing and blocking a, a scene, and um, Jeffrey drives a very all of the pride drive very expensive cars, and I was a little nervous that night because it was dark, and I'm driving my my Maybach beside like uh, the Minoru's Jag and I wasn't trying to you know yeah. trying to make sure that I don't, I don't and still look cool doing it you know $100,000 yeah. mistake so and it's dark and it, we're outside and, and so then you know I get out of the car and then we have some dialogue and um, I'm trying to you know just make my decisions alright okay cool yeah yeah I'm in my head and as I walk back to the car the light catches you know I kind of look down and the light is shining on old laces face and I just like froze for a second because I, I didn't know like you know I guess they were they were transporting her You're never ready for a dinosaur. and just set it down for a second so we can we can block and and then our director Millicent was like okay all right let's run it again I'm like well, just I need I need I need, I need a second because this is not you know. you're never ready for that moment there's yeah. no training you can go through to yeah. prepare for a dinosaur out of nowhere yeah it's like what? I, I, it's just like survival instinct kicks in. It's yeah, like, it's time to run. There's a dinosaur. No, no I'd, I'd have been dead because I, I froze. <laughs> I just froze right, right there, and just like, what is oh, that that's thing? Amazing. Yeah. Like, if, if maybe I, if I run, I, it might think I'm. Maybe I shouldn't move. They can't like, take motion. All of that, like, all of that in, in like a, a split second. Like I'm thinking, well, I can't go too far because the car's right here. And, it's funny how that's yeah. part of our like built-in. Like I love when mainstream goes to like history in our head. Like Steven Spielberg made up this thing where like T-Rex, if you don't move, we can't. Like we all believe that is fact. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like right. it doesn't matter if that was something he's like on the day. He's like, oh, what if it just doesn't yeah. move? All of us are like, 
This is the yeah. dinosaur reaction. And the T-Rex is like, oh, cool. Huh? All right, cool. Thanks. All right. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I have to eat that up. But um, yeah, so thank great. you for telling us that um, Old Lace is the practical joker on this side. Yeah. <laughs> kind of favorite. Yeah. She looks incredible. <laughs> Old Lace is like she looks that. Because so that, you wait for three episodes to really get a look. Yeah. And like the practical with CGI augment is the way I think most things should go. And this really proves it because you got stuff like in human's hair that, you know. And then you got an actual dinosaur with a nose ring that looks legit. Right. Like how did they, in my brain, if you told me five years ago like y'all gonna make old lace look great i'd be like that's not a thing and then yeah. you watch the show and every time they're on screen you're like this is people talking to a dinosaur right yeah. right it's incredible yeah it's really good it's all balanced um i particularly as a, a comic book reader first uh i particularly love the depiction of the parents and also the kids in it because like with a comic book, I'm I'm trying not to give any spoilers, even though it's comic book, then it might not happen. It might <laughs> That's not true. Happen what a weird like yeah. yeah. It's like now I, I can't talk about it. But it's like um because the characters are so sympathetic, because they are doing bad things for good reasons, it lays the groundwork where in the comics there's a certain betrayal of types that happens, and I'm not saying mm-hmm. what's involved with anything, <laughs> but I'm like in in the comics I wasn't I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you're, you're trying doing to such a good job. Yeah, you're, you're like right. eggs, eggs, eggs. Yeah. It's like I'm a ballerina on top of the eggs. Um I didn't get it in the comics. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I don't buy this. Fine, let's continue with the story mm-hmm. because I it know, has yeah. to. Mm-hmm. But with how it's being portrayed by all of everybody in the cast, I totally get it and I feel for it and I love that the television show has brought that to me yeah. as a comic book viewer. Yeah, so. it's it's interesting. We've we've had that conversation with the parties involved. <laughs> um, on, on set, you know, yeah. and it's just like, wow, do you think they're going to they're going to do that? But what what is really cool is um and we talked about it earlier, the spirit of the Runaways comic is alive yeah. and well. So even if things don't actually work out exactly the same way you you have those same feelings you have those it stirs up those same emotions and you um connect with it in that way so i'm i'm really curious i mean it's, it's such a big deal that you kind of feel like all right we have to address that in <laughs> yeah in some way we have to address that on mm-hmm. this show yeah so i'm i'm curious to see how that, that's going to play yeah. out that's, how, how that's involved be a good is, is brian cave on how is he like on yeah, he's yeah, and okay. I haven't met him yet. I've I've been working the times he's been on set, but I, I wanted to, uh, um, you know, talk to him. Uh, but yeah, he was he was a part of the writers' room. You can tell, on. man. Like you yeah. can really yeah. tell the heart, and you can, like you were saying, like the the soul of Runaways is here. Yeah. And I I haven't felt bad about any cho- any liberty they've taken because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can love them both separately. Yeah. And that's what I think is really important about comic movies when you when you hold too strong, it, some things don't work. When you let it be loose, yeah. but it's still the soul, it feels great. Yeah. Like why why would I want to watch something that I know like every beat? I know exactly yeah. what's going to mm-hmm. happen. Like where's the fun in that? There's no surprise in that. It's like okay, I could skip an episode because I know what's about to happen. Sure, right, you know, yeah. um, but that—that's really one of the most fun things for me in this in this world to see how these things make the jump from the page to the screen. And no one feels out of character, but also no one feels dumb. Like these right. feel like kids, but they don't feel like. I love that Chase is a little more of a dude. Like yeah, he's not yeah, yeah. just a jock. Like Chase right. gets some time to shine. And I love mm-hmm. that the villains aren't just villains. I love that everyone feels like a human being, and that makes the show. It's a different medium, so it works really well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Runaways is really good. Get Hulu if you don't have it already. If you live in another country, 
find a way to get Hulu, and I'm sorry. Uh, I know we have a lot of international viewers. Hulu's worth it if you can find a way. Uh, I, I love it. I love that it's on Hulu. I love that they're taking a chance. I, I think I think every network deserves their own Marvel show. Uh, but I, I really, it's got such soul, such heart. It feels like L.A. I love when something oh, yeah. has like that, like, I love watching Shane Black movies because, like, he love letters to L.A. I love yeah. watching movies set in Boston because The Departed, I'm from Boston, so when yeah. I watch The Departed, I'm like, like home for a minute yeah. like i love that little bit and this show is definitely a love letter to la too yeah, yeah. exactly that was uh, you know it wasn't by accident you know and it's it's uh it's cool especially the fact that the wilder's home is like 10 minutes away from my my place yeah so <laughs> i have to go too far to yeah. base camp there's a location in pasadena i <laughs> yeah. see all the time yes. i live in glendale when i yeah. see a location in pasadena i'm like i walk by that absolutely that's great yeah. yeah so it definitely you feel that and uh we also have two last stories. Can yeah. we steal you for another few minutes? Oh, of course. But okay, real quick, Hulu's yeah. is Tuesdays uh, on... Uh, Hulu is Hulu's. Tuesdays. Hulu's. It drops at midnight, Hulu's I believe. Hulu's is Tuesdays. <laughs> on Runaways. There on we go. Runaways is on Hulu. It drops midnight on Tuesdays. Midnight um, our time. Yeah. Midnight so PST. Nine, so 9 p.m. for... Yeah. Yeah. It's midnight. Part of Nine the world. <laughs> Basically, midnight wake up, watch it Tuesday before our show because that's what we're going to be doing, and it's fantastic. And yeah. it's really nice to have a weekly show. As much as I love binging, yeah. it feels really good to have that hype again. Yeah. And all my shows are on Tuesday. This is us makes me cry. Lethal Weapon you makes too. me cheer every week. I stopped. I stopped every fighting week. it. I stopped. Fighting oh, I just sit. It. Like okay, let's let it happen. I turn let's my go. phone off yeah. and I tell everybody to let me. It's my crying time. Yeah. Like it's just for me. I have like a little tissue. I have ice cream sometimes. Yeah. But I know it's going to be rough. See, yeah. Like Randall's my favorite, so I knew when. Episode three was coming. Like they just did number one, number two, number three. Yeah. I was like, okay, ice cream this week. I'm ready. And then they went to Howard. So I'm, I'm from DC, and I'm like, oh, oh, man. it's personal this now. Like, yeah, no, yeah, this is us will change your life. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's not a Marvel show. I'll do it. This is us after show any day of the week. Yeah. Internet. Um, uh, we have to talk about two very okay. important he's, stories. He's not in the MCU. Yeah, Iron <laughs> Manos is uh, getting knocked out. Silver no, no, Server. Silver Server. <laughs> so, but that's actually our next story. Is Silver Surfer coming to the Marvel Universe. Look <laughs> at that segue. Look at that. There Look at that go. gravity. Wow. So, the universe works that way. <laughs> Fox. It sounds like Fox is the hungriest to sell ever. Uh, every week we've gotten new stories. Every week we've heard new rumors. Every week there's a little tidbit about it. And now we have an official statement saying that Fox wants to go to Disney if at all possible. Which to me is the closest we've ever yeah. come um, Bloomberg has offered an update saying, quote, 21st Century Fox Incorporated, the global film and TV company controlled by the Murdoch family, would prefer to sell some assets to Walt Disney Co. because it's a better strategic fit and presents fewer regulatory hurdles and people are familiar with the matter said. <laughs> That's a literal, what? This is, <laughs> I did, I, three years of doing this show, I keep being like, Fox Marvel. This is a quote yeah. from Bloomberg saying, Fox is like, maybe buy We might get it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I, it's, it's, we might as well say this is happening. This is as close I mean, to it's, happening it's as like, I've ever seen. What is, what is the ticket price now? 60 billion? It's I remember crazy. seeing that, yeah, online. And it's like, uh, you know, at this point, just accept it. Like, accept it that this is happening. We've had like six episodes where Marquis and I are terrified of Monopoly. We're like terrified. Like, I'm, I'm so afraid of like. You know what? An airplane flying got me that way. Because yeah, because like, I pay so much for nothing and now they take away our bags and I pay 35 bucks to bring a freaking tiny suit. Exactly. Uh, but so, what but, freaks me out yeah. is the Monopoly. What doesn't freak me out is the fact that they're doing it so slowly it feels like they're actually investing in keeping creators. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want there to be one studio so people that are pissed off at one guy, that guy never works again. I don't mm-hmm. want there yeah. to be a, a woman that, like, I want Lexi Alexander on everything. And if Lexi's <laughs> got, like, pissed somebody off at Fox, I don't want her not working for Disney sort of thing. And that happens when there's a monopoly. So my problem is if there's one studio running every comic book property, then there's less chance of risks because why would they risk it? You're yeah, just profiting. It's like, how are we going to get our next Guardians of the Galaxy? How are we going to get our next Deadpool if we don't have where they're the going risk. to take risks? Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you're saying, if they are being paced about it, you know, they're really feeling everything out, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's a very strong possibility that maybe we will be able to have things or we'll, we'll have Spectrum, we'll have Young Gods, we'll right. have, you know, other outlying properties. I mean, we're going to get the um, the Multiple Man. Yeah, <laughs> like James Franco's playing Multiple Man. That's crazy. You know, so, you know, we'll get our Storm movie finally. <laughs> Miramax made... Kevin Smith movies. Like, so Disney does take chances. Miramax made a lot of the weirdest, like, Tarantino side of things. So I'm not doubting uh, Disney as far as R-rated or as far as taking risks. As long as they keep something separate enough that we have some versatility, I will take the X-Men back. Like, I want Fantastic Four to be done right. And I think that Marvel has shown us with Spider-Man they can respect the material but also respect the studio. Like, that handshake deal with Sony is, like, the craziest. I never, like... I'm glad they did it. Can you imagine right. studios like, like, hey, you know what? Yeah, you can play with my toys. You have to pay me, but you play with my toys. <laughs> but hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, you were talking about the two cars. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, that's what studios are doing with hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. Just like, we got to stay in our lane, but what? Oh, there's a dinosaur. Like, <laughs> how did that happen? So, uh, what do you guys think about the Fox Disney merger? Like, well, like well, from, from a comic perspective, what do you think about that happening? It's exciting. Um, especially, you know, one of my favorite characters in, in my... my top five that can shuffle a little bit but is is the thing yeah ah. and so i would love to see the thing treated <laughs> with love and respect um and and to really see to see that character come to life in the way that you know we we've seen on the pages and, and in the in the cartoons you know yeah. we haven't mm-hmm. really seen that yet who's your five with shuffle now i gotta know yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. and i kind of liked michael chiklis uh, when they had him as the thing yeah. i was just like okay that's a good casting and then you know I actually saw it and I'm like oh okay oh he's yes. wearing pillows that's oh, cute okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so who, who's in your uh, yeah. who's in your five I'm curious uh, Spider-Man uh, <laughs> Luke Cage uh, Black Panther Iron Fist um, The Thing alright yeah those are my guys yeah I'm telling you that Luke Cage Iron Fist combo yeah it, yeah it's something special yeah. I mean, I'm telling yeah, you I, that bromance is strong I discovered them like yeah you know back in the 80s and I was like watching uh, the Chinese Connection watching Bruce Lee movies like yeah <laughs> and it was just like the perfect time I was looking for an African American character and the fact that he's partnered up with the martial arts master yes. at that time, like, I'm done. Just, yes. I'm good right Buddy here. Buddy cop plus kung yeah. fu? Like, what yeah. do you want? That's right. perfect. Yeah. yeah. For me, I discovered it. Higher. I'm like a diehard Lethal Weapon guy. So when I found mm-hmm. out there was a comic that was like Lethal Weapon with Kung Fu, yeah. like, like I just yeah. couldn't even hang. Like, yeah. That was my, yeah. I, love, I mean, and I think that's what season two of Iron Fist might be and what Luke Cage season three looks like because it looks like there's a fair amount of Finn Jones. Yeah. So I'd love to have Heroes for Hire yeah. really doing yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. For me, I uh, got through there with the Luke Cage route and then discovered Misty Knight, thanks oh, to Luke Cage, and then, and then Daughters of the Dragon. Right. But yeah, I love that bromance between the two of them. It just it fit. Yeah, it scratched that need. 
It's like, I never knew that I always needed this, and that's what it was. So, Fox Disney is as close as we've ever... It's a hair's breadth from happening. We we keep hearing yeah. about it. It's it's not quite a story because it's such a story. Like, when it's official, I will... We will have an hour-long episode discussing the ramifications, the hopes, the dreams. I will fan-cast everyone in Fox. But, until then, I'm just going to be reluctantly over here because if I say it's real and it's not, it's going to break my heart all over again. I don't want to get... It's like Christmas morning opening a box that looks just like that thing you wanted, but it's not quite the... So... I'm going to say that it is. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I will say that this is a done deal. They're just, they're, if the, you know, the ink is fresh already. I, I just don't like want to open already... up some Hydrox cookies wanting Oreos. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right? I want my Oreos. I'm not going to commit to the Oreos. But what did happen that is real, our final story of the yes. day. I am, I am, I thank you guys for bearing with me because I had to talk about Runaways for far too long. Avengers trailer, you guys. Ooh. That yes. trailer was, like, to me, the culmination of 10 years. That teaser they let out, like, yeah. to get us hype. Mm-hmm. And then they did not let us down. That official trailer was a spectacular. We do not have time to watch it because it is two and a half minutes and we have already gone over. But what we can do is we can go through some photos that I think are very relevant to our needs. Uh, Aunt Anthony, do you have some pics we can throw up? Um and if there's another slow week between now and Christmas, we can watch it with you guys. And I think that there's not going to be another week like this week. We literally covered Everything. the world. <laughs> so so many, on another so week things. when it's slow, we'll have a little <laughs> kumbaya party. Um, but Aunt Anthony, can we get some pictures? Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, our screen's, a little uh, our screen's dark, on the... So. Yeah, there's lights yeah. pointing at it, which helps. It's not a bit when we're seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you're on the other side. Uh, so yeah. to be honest, I can't tell what that photo is. Can we skip to the next one? Oh, I think that's everyone dead laying... Uh, yeah, I was about to say, uh, there's, there's like some people... Uh, lying on the floor there's like destruction in the back and you see two legs come up so the way this trailer's cut if I remember the scene correctly it's right before they show Loki with the Tesseract because I've watched this trailer too many times (laughs) so I think they're alluding to Loki going back to evil having the Tesseract and this being the fallout I think that what it is is that Thanos ran havoc yeah. all on, you know, the Asgardian. Well, I can say this, right? Because I can say this. All the, on the Asgardian <laughs> on the ship, right? Mm-hmm. And um, to stop them, Loki had a hero moment where then he gives Ooh. the Tesseract ah. to Thanos. So that's that's where I'm going for. Okay. I definitely think it's misleading intentionally in the trailer. And I definitely think this shot of Tony Stark is basically the moment we've seen when he has the nightmare. I think this is the moment from his sweat dreams of like what's happening mm-hmm. i think this is the actualization of all of his friends dying yeah i think he's either he just finished looking down at either spider-man or captain america with how he's looking right yeah now. there's some there's some moment here all right can we get the next one uh this is our first look at the outriders uh now the outriders are like this very insect-based species they're a hive mind they're very powerful but the hive mind is usually how they get beaten in the comics is if mm-hmm. you take out the leader they all fall by the wayside day but, after tomorrow yeah i mean it's like this Sorry. huge yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. Let's and, just and, hope there's no space holes. And for, space. for people, of course, uh, Black Panther is giving him the business <laughs> because <laughs> it, they came to Wakanda. Uh, you don't come for Wakanda. Black Wakanda Panther comes for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you're right. And yep. that's, tra- that's what this trailer yep. That's like the undercurrent of this trailer. Yep. It's just like, look how like, awesome all these people are. You've already met. Here. Oh, wait, Black Panther's here, too. Yeah, like, there's there's yeah. literally yeah. like a Lord of the Rings, like Middle Earth tracking shot with Black <laughs> Panther being like, you know nothing. <laughs> and like that to me is so hype like because we haven't had black panther yet so the average yeah. moviegoer doesn't know that like t'challa runs shit yeah. like i love that <laughs> where it's like we will feed you to the orisha and you notice that like bucky and cap are standing behind yeah. t'challa in these shots yeah. like homie's leading everything <laughs> yeah and then you got 
actually have to wonder about the uh, the group dynamic of these warriors. It looks like to me that we might have um, White Gorilla Cult yes. mixed in with Dora Milaje mm-hmm. because I feel like we have M'Baku. Uh, I feel like that is. I, I haven't zoomed in. Yeah, no, I think he has some. One of our fans sent us a photo so, that circled. I think so. We have a global threat, and mm-hmm. it has surpassed um, religious boundaries. That mm-hmm. happens with these different sects that we have um, in Wakanda. So it's like that is a power picture there. And with them taking out the Outriders, like the shot of like Cap and Black Panther teaming up in the comics, the Outriders are terrifying. They're like brood level. Mm-hmm. Like they're like like when X Men fight the brood, that's serious. So mm-hmm. Outriders being like the minion level, that shows the stakes of this movie. Like, when your low-level minion fighters are, like, one of the scariest things in comics, this movie's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Everyone dies. Iron Man Thanos will kill everyone. It's gonna Wait, be... is that Iron Manos. Iron Manos. Iron Manos. <laughs> uh, all right, can we get the next one, please, sir? Then we try that shot. And then, uh, could you tell us what this is so I can... Is that Banner? Yeah, it's uh, Bruce Banner. Oh! Uh, it seems like he kind of just uh, crashed through something, possibly as a Hulk, and he woke up as Banner. So I yeah. think this shot is, obviously we had the whole of Thor be like, oh, is he ever going to be back? This was my favorite shot for his storyline, because I'm like, I'm going to miss Mark Ruffalo, something fierce, mm-hmm. if that's real. I think he's as surprised as we are that he's going to be back. I think that this is literally him falling from space. I agree. And, I concur. Yeah, because and him landing in the Sanctum is not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. I think Doctor Strange helps slow it down or something. I think Wu and him teaming up is like them trying to figure it out. And I'm, I'm hoping that when he comes back, it'd be kind of cool to have Grey Hulk. Oh, wow. Right? Because okay. if we see that big of a transformation, like he doesn't, maybe we have a movie where he doesn't know if he can be Hulk again. Mm-hmm. So when he goes back, then we get Grey Hulk. Then we get like, that's what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we, because if it's like nothing we've ever seen before, I want that escalation. Yeah, in chat room, yeah, it looks like he's in the Sanctum Sanatorium, so. Oh, and a lot of, a lot of people in the chat yeah. are saying Grey Hulk, too. Yeah, Zayas B. imagine <laughs> the theater? Yeah, dude, Mr. Fixit comes out. Like, <laughs> we just get, fully get every yeah. version of Hulk. We've had Talking Hulk, we've had Brute Hulk, Mr. Fixit, like, bring it. Some Todd McFarlane-style Hulk. We got yeah. Frog Hulk. Yeah, we had Frog referenced in Thor. Oh, God. Oh All right, can we get to the next one? Uh, here we have one of my favorite shots in all the trailer because this shows Chris Evans, my God, this guy, uh, he is Captain America in a way that like Downey Jr.'s Iron Man in a way that Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Mm -hmm. And I think on any lesser actor, just the act of a beard would throw it off because like you're like Captain America, clean shaven. We've had like five movies with him. Him with a beard is somehow more Captain America. Like, it's just him as Nomad. He's had enough. He's, like, fought the good fight. He, he can't take it anymore. I love that they went with this choice because he leaves the whole... He leaves his shield. And this is, like, a visual representation of this new guy. Nomad's a different guy. And I, I really love that they went this direction. Yeah, yeah I love... Was it? Yes. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again Get for the people on the back. Get that man a shield. Yes. <laughs> You know, there were like five most searched items on Twitter when this trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. Give That Man a Shield Give was number one. Spider Sense was oh, number nice. two. And I loved it. Like, yeah. that line was bigger than Spider Sense. <laughs> like, that's saying a lot about Black Panther yeah, coming they up. They were looking at Black Panther, like, everywhere. So I, I can't. Can, can you imagine how excited Marvel is right now? No, in February is coming. Like, because this trailer <laughs> drops, everybody's like, Black Panther, everything. And they're like, we still got a movie. Like, they're just, they're just <laughs> waiting to print money at this point. Yeah, wait till you see it. Yeah, wait till you see why he's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, this shot of Thor, I. With the space holes that drive me nuts, they're going another one. But uh, yeah. it looks like to me a more physical space hole. Maybe that's how Thanos gets to Earth. Maybe there's some sort of like We've him got that floating more. portal. Yeah, that, um, we um, haven't learned how to do yeah, new things with. <laughs> so uh, this may be how the Outriders get there, and they have to shut it down. Is my theory? Outriders get there through these portals. Thor's trying to prevent more Outriders. I'm guessing. Uh, like that. It looks like he's trying to close it up. That's trying yeah. To lock it up. Still one eyed, and I will get the next one. Um, this is a shot of them looking down at Banner. What I love about this <laughs> shot is we have uh, 
the power of Wu is shown here. We mm-hmm. actually see that he can wield the same stuff as Doctor Strange, and I think mm-hmm. he's going to be a key player in the fight. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. He's Wu. He's Wu. He's he was Wu. stronger than Doc Strange in his movie. Mm-hmm. All right, we're to the next one. Uh, this shot was the cheer in the theater moment <laughs> for everyone that didn't realize the Guardians of the Galaxy were finally teaming up with the Avengers. Yeah. This movie's going to have the biggest cast, and the like. We, as Marvel fans, we all knew that this was the big culmination, but it was really cool when I watched this in the theaters to see the audience be like, Oh, the people I like from Earth are meeting the people I like from space! <laughs> right. like, yes, yes, chat room, thank you. Wong, not Wu. Oh, sorry. Wong. Wong. My bad. He's Wong! Uh, Wong. <laughs> I was so Wong, and I apologize. <laughs> also, uh, we get uh, Teen Groot right there. Yeah! Yes! Yeah. Nice little Teen Groot. Got <laughs> Teen wait. Groot! So, oh, we are Groot. I love uh, this whole trailer. I Once again, this was a big old week, so we could have dove in deeper. There's a lot to see. The the Oh, and Hulkbuster, that is, that is Banner. Guys, I'm 98% sure that's Banner in that Hulkbuster armor. The way he bounds, the way he mm-hmm. moves, and then there's a shot with Banner next to the Hulkbuster glove. 98% sure that's not Tony Stark in there. I'm afraid Tony Stark dies real soon. Mm. Uh, I also ah. think that Banner has to take up that mantle because he can't turn back into the Hulk, which ties into my Mr. Fix-It theory. I think Banner's powerless gets in the Hulkbuster armor to try to be part of the fight. Theory. Well, thanks for spoiling a movie. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a guy. I'm still going to see it. I'm but... just a man that watched that trailer too many times, you guys. I'm just a guy. Uh, and then the the big shot of the the money shot of the trailer is, of course, the the, running this, shot. the secret Avenger yeah. shot. This yeah. running shot. Are you kidding me I, with this shot? This They're running the last shot. The jungle. Last shot we have to talk about is is of course Secret Avengers effectively Woo. the gauntlets that looks like he gets from Black Panther. The the effectively Man. the shield he might land with. We got Bucky back. We've got T'Challa leading with Steve Rogers. We've Bucky got a, with arm. Yes, that's Very right. Important. Wakanda fixed him, and Hulk Bucky's fixed. And I, yeah. I just we have Hulk, we have um, Falcon. Uh, I think we have War Machine in this one. Yeah, it's War Machine. Yeah, we have War Once Machine. Again, Tony Wrong Stark doesn't everybody. do well. I'm saying every shot in this trailer. Is no, like, he's he's somewhere else. He's somewhere uh-huh. else crying because Spider Man just died in front of him. Spider Man does not die. Oh. There's no way Spider Man dies. Oh. Marquis had the Spider Man dies theory that I disagree with. <laughs> okay, he's just horribly, horribly beaten to where then he doesn't have life in his body anymore. That's what dying is. <laughs> uh, so this shot was the shot that like I mean everyone paused on this moment. The oh. internet lost their minds. I've seen this gif so many times and can't see it enough uh this trailer broke all sorts of records this is the most watched trailer in 24 hours of all time um it it had almost 10 million views per hour uh 230 million views in 24 hours how many were you i was at least one twenty third of that (laughs) (laughs) there was definitely a moment where i hit replay and i just went like all right yeah, so this trailer was just, it was everything. Yeah, you just uh, sit there looking at a trailer being like, yeah, how you doing? I just <laughs> couldn't hang, man. It was everything. And yeah. I loved, did you see the footage, the D23 and uh, Comic-Con footage? Oh, I was so this was your away. first exposure. Yeah, I was staying away. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, I, I wanted to be surprised. Like, I, I haven't even seen the newest Last Jedi stuff. I've been trying to just stay oh. away, but I couldn't. Mm. I How'd that couldn't. feel? That's like, you're the perfect person yeah. then. How'd it feel watching that for the it first was, time? It was like, I think I was like speechless the first time because it was just... <laughs> And, you know, person, like all these characters together. And then when, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I'm good. They've got them all. And then that, that um, Guardians reveal. like, oh, wait, there's more. Yeah, I got them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was so cool. And, and just looking at the, um, I mean, just looking at all of them and, and the, the shots were so. What I love is that I don't know what's going on other mm-hmm. than, you know, Thanos mm-hmm. is, is, is coming to town. Okay, of course, I know <laughs> yeah. that. But 
in terms of of why is Scarlett's hair blonde? You know? <laughs> where's you know where where's Steve been? Yeah, you know, so and we didn't even talk about costume. Vision being human or, yeah, or something. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like oh, that's Paul Bettany that right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot to dissect, and there's also not a lot of given story. Right. There's not a lot. Right. I mean, I assume the Hulkbuster thing, but like nothing's told to us. Right. And we can go in May if you only watch that trailer going into a new movie, and that's yeah. amazing. That's a great feeling. Yeah, and it's like who's who's going to beat Thanos? Will they beat Thanos? Yeah. Can they beat Thanos? And Thanos have, felt like yeah. We don't have a Captain Marvel. We don't have an Adam Warlock. I mean, uh, like who do we have? We would possibly have Nebula. You know, yeah. I mean, she wasn't in the trailer. She wasn't in the Hawkeye trailer. Was Hawkeye wasn't in the trailer. We have possibly Scarlet Witch might do something. Yeah, we don't know. I want to see Hawkeye's Mohawk in motion. So bad. the Mohawk guy. <laughs> I need Mohawk guy in my Mo-Hawkeye. life. That's right. Hashtag Get Mohawk out. guy. <laughs> But, like, Thanos felt like a powerful force, which yeah. I appreciate, because him sitting in the chair has not done enough for me. Mm-hmm. Like, this thing we're scared of, this guy on a toilet. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted this, and I got this. Um, so we'll talk about Spider-Sense next week. We'll talk about more of that stuff. Uh, once again, this has been an hour and a half show. I, I thank you all <laughs> for... I could not hang with how little Runaways we had to talk last week and this week. Uh, obviously, the right time to geek out about Runaways. Um Send me all your questions. We'll go through everything in depth. Next week will probably be a slower week because I can't imagine what else will break unless Fox just wakes up and is like, we've sold everything to Disney. (laughs) In which case, we'll do a show on a Monday morning. Um... This has been great. Uh, where can they find the internet, man? Yeah. Uh, the Ryan Sands. I'm at The Ryan Sands just about everywhere. Uh, Instagram, um, Twitter. Uh, it's my website, The Ryan Sands. That's where I am. Perfect. Are you guys still filming? Awesome. No, we're done. Good, good, good. We're cool. done. I'm just waiting for that Time phone for you to call. film season two. Yeah. Yeah. That phone call. Yeah, that's the yeah, phone that's call. I mean, call. Yeah. everyone I know is loving it. It's doing great. Like, from mm-hmm. what I hear, and that's really the, the, the fans love it. And I, I think that Hulu is going to listen to that. So I. I look forward to that phone call for you. Thank you. And I can't wait for season two, and uh, maybe we'll have you back on for the finale or something. Oh, man, that would be great. I had a blast. Thanks for reaching out. That was, like, yeah. that was my, my favorite little, like, <laughs> so. yeah, I was the same way at home. Like, yeah. Oh, so appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, where can they find you, Marquia? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Marquia McCarty. That's M A R K E I A M C C A R T Y. And on Snapchat, Dark Defendants. <laughs> and also, is my Twitch. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start doing video games because yeah, I play it already. So why not share that with you? You can see me yell at screens and sing. <laughs> I sing a lot. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but check me out on Skybound. Uh, not this Friday, but next Friday we'll be doing comic uh, comic book roundtable where we will be discussing the weekly comic releases for a Skybound and Image. And good sir. Hi guys, I'm Oliver Jen. Follow me on all social media platforms at Ollie Dreamer and tune in to the Runaways After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Ryan, you should come in. We're inviting you. Please come in. Talk about oh, the show cool. uh, tonight. At, uh, well, not you don't have to come tonight. <laughs> but, but we do the show on Tuesday. I've night. kept this man an hour and a half. I promised him an hour, <laughs> and I was like, like no, no, no. <laughs> but we do Runaways After Show on AfterBuzz TV on uh, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Um, California time. <laughs> and I've been Koi Jandro at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U. I do uh, interviews on Instagram. And you guys can actually send me stuff you want me to talk about. I love the open source nature of the internet. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Runaways this week. I'm going to be talking about some books I've read. I love sharing what I love with you guys because I think that's the only thing that really keeps us going and why the internet exists. So send me stuff you like. And uh, next week, I'm going to be watching one of my favorite movies of all time and drinking here at After Buzz, uh, A Knight's <laughs> Tale. We're going to do A Knight's Ale. 
and we're going to drink and watch with jousting rules. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yes. I love a night nice uh, Dude, next Tuesday, I, right after this show. I've seen it like 20 times. A week from this moment. If you'd like to be <laughs> nice. our producer, good sir, this is an option. This is my pitch. I'm so down. As long as I get to watch it, too. I'm oh, so of course, down. man. Next Thursday, uh, next Tuesday at 3.30, a night's ale. Uh, and I'm so excited to watch that magic and uh, share it with you guys at AfterBuzz. So if you guys would like to join us, it'll be live, it'll be streamed, it'll be embarrassing, and I'll say stupid, stupid things. Yeah. Uh, Stay so, drinking. Yeah, it's <laughs> Los Angeles. Uh, yes. So thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was a pleasure. A this was fun. so much fun. And we'll see you guys Very next fun. week. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host's only, not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.